Greetings and blessings, and welcome to the Fuel for Your Journey podcast. My name is Dee Sally, a.k.a. Dee Life Mentor Coach, and I am an author, an inspirational speaker, a wellness advocate, and a podcast host. Uh, we come together to bring you empowering and inspiring conversations that provide you fuel for life seasons. We meet the same place, the first and the third Thursday of each month at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. To learn more about the podcast, visit us at www.deelifmentor.com forward slash podcast. Connect with us also on social media. You can connect with us on Facebook. Under the search bar, Fuel for Your Journey is what you want to type in. And we are also on Instagram, and you would use the at F-U-E-L, the number 4-U-R-J-R-N-Y. And we are also on YouTube under Fuel for Your Journey. It's been a minute since we've joined you via the phone line or audio. We've been uh, so I guess for the past three to six months, we have been on Facebook Live on the Facebook page. We're excited to return back to this method of, of having the platform, the podcast. We're excited for you to join us. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. If you are joining us again and you follow us often, welcome back. Tonight is going to be an exciting night, like all the other times that we gather together. We have a special guest joining us on tonight. Her name is Ms. Jennifer Foxworthy. She is the author of the book, Tomorrow My Sunshine Will Come. And let me share a little bit with you about who exactly Jennifer Foxworthy is. Jennifer served our country proudly for 21.7 years. She is is a retired U.S. Navy veteran who is pursuing her second career as the founder and CEO of Inspirational Speaking LLC. And she is also the founding president uh, and CEO of the Unstoppable You Ministries, Inc., Jennifer continues to be of service to others through her purpose and passion as an award-winning motivational speaker. International published author of Tomorrow My Sunshine Will Come, Memoirs of Women Who Survived Domestic Violence. She's an event organizer and host of the Unstoppable You Conference, television show host of Living Unshackled On Purpose, corporate trainer for College of Southern Maryland, as well as a prolific blogger of G-U-M-B-O. Jennifer travels the country as a powerful motivational speaker to help women find their personal space, peace, purpose, and power by transparently using her life experiencing on topics of low self-esteem, domestic violence, adversity, and much more. Essentially, Jennifer goes by the motto, I use my voice to help others find theirs. Powerful. Her company name 
um, Inspirational Speaking LLC, as I mentioned before, Unstoppable You Ministries, Inc. Get more information and detailed website addresses on our Fuel for Your Journey page on Facebook.com. And now, um, tonight, 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 as always, we uh, we don't just come together. We engage in a conversation on a specific topic. And the topic we're going to be talking about tonight is with God leading the way, you, Y-O-U, are unstoppable. And the scripture Main scripture we're going to be focusing on is Matthew 19:26, and that scripture reads, "Humanly speaking, it is impossible." That means it looks like that situation is impossible. That uh, challenge seems like it's impossible for you to overcome it. That situation looks like you're back against the wall, but the scripture says, "But," and we know that. That word but cancels out everything that we may be seeing in the natural. But with God, all things are possible. Amen. 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 So without further ado, without further ado, I welcome um, to the podcast Miss Jennifer Foxworthy. Welcome, Jennifer. Whoop, whoop. Glory be to God. Dean, my goodness, thank you. It's an honor, and I'm truly humbled. Amen. Amen. I am so excited to have you. I don't, I'm not sure how long we have been connected online. I, um, I'm going to say I don't know how we got connected, but I, I take that back. <laughs> I do not know how we got connected by Ms. Camille. She introduced mm-hmm. us. So we, I'm My thankful cousin. for her doing that. Yes, I'm thankful for your cousin uh, Camille introducing us. And, you know, it just warms my heart to actually be connect with, connected with you online and seeing all the wonderful and marvelous things you are doing to up-build, uplift people and upbuild the kingdom. So, you know, I did reach a bio in its entirety, but, um, you know, I want to give you, before I go hitting you with questions, I just want to, you know, if it was something <laughs> I didn't share as I read your bio, you know, tell me something about Jennifer that, you know, may not be in your bio, you know, some little known fact about Jennifer that would um, our audience may want to know. Um, oh, my goodness. You know, it's so hard to put so much into the bio, but uh, I'm not only a survivor but a thriver, and I want your audience in, to realize that when they are on their journey to being unstoppable, Number one is stand on the Lord's word, but that's something that they have to internally um, let marinate in their being. And so, I'm not. A, I'm a survivor. I'm a thriver. I'm a mother of uh, my husband and I. We have an eight-year-old, and then I have three older children uh, from his first marriage. Um, this coming May will be 12 years of marriage, so it's a success. Congratulations. Story. Thank you so much. So it's, to me, it's a success story that I'm not damaged good, and mm. I don't have to repeat my past, and I'm moving forward, and I'm making a difference in the family that I have. Um, Amen. And so, yeah, Amen. I just like to make an impact in 
in all that I do, and of course I'm human and infallible, but before people ever see Jennifer, I need them to see Jesus. I know that's right. Can you say that again? Before they ever see Jesus, uh, ever before they ever see Jennifer, they need to see Jesus. And Amen. I have to represent. Um, unfortunately, Christians can be the worst PR people for Jesus. And um, wow, and we have to we have to recognize and change that. Um, how do you kingdom build if we're not being Christ-like and it's only in title alone? So, okay, now you just went a little deep there. We're gonna have to have another podcast for that. <laughs> You know, when you ask, well, what more is Jennifer? Right, right. That that portion right there is that Mm -hmm. I'm I'm learning and I'm growing, and I've been there. And so I think that's what I'm humble, um, with integrity, and touchable because people see that. So I try to help them understand that I'm no better than they are. Right. Right. You know, that's just so important. God gives us our assignments, you know, but, you know, he is the, I'm trying to think, the puppet master that should be operating behind us in thought, word, or deed, you know, and and we Mm -hmm. have to constantly humble ourselves, as you mentioned, and and, um, die to the flesh because, you know, the flesh wants to be seen, the flesh wants to do this, the flesh wants to do that, but we have, that's why it's so important to develop that personal relationship with God so that, you know, we can go before him and ask him to hide us, hide us behind the cross before we go out, even in our assignments that he's purposed us to do. So I wholeheartedly agree with what you said. That's so very important, something, you know, that um, I've learned and am learning over the years. You know, and sometimes, you know, you get, you'll get you get out there um, and you'll realize, and God will say, you know, like pump the brakes, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, you constantly have to be saying less of me and more of you, Lord. Decrease me and increase in me, Lord, you know. Because it's so easy, especially it's hard when, you know, you're doing his work and and, and I'm going I'm to shut up in a minute. <laughs> but, you know, um, you know, so that we can get going with what I want to have you talk about. But, you know, um, and I forgot my thought, but basically we, we have to always be cognizant, like you said, you know, to be um, ambassadors for Christ. Remember, this is all for his glory. Amen. 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 So that was powerful. So I have one question for you. What Amen. led you to What led you to start the Unstoppable You Ministries, and what is that <laughs> ministry all about? <laughs> oh my goodness! It's called running away from the Lord, and then finally saying, "Okay, uh oh." It's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, so when I retired from the Navy in 2013, the only plan I had was to be a motivational speaker and write my book, Tomorrow My Sunshine Will Come. Through a series of events where I was tithing more to the devil than I was to the church, um, I liked Mm. going to casinos. 
Um, but mm-hmm. it was every once in a blue moon. Maybe uh maybe once every three months or once every two months or something like that. And but and my bills were always paid, so I wasn't an addict or abuser. However, this one particular time, May two thousand thirteen, uh, staying overnight at a particular casino, I could not where I would normally do well, I could not do anything. Um mm wasn't hitting on anything and I was being stubborn because I was staying overnight I was ready to go to bed and I kept on feeding the machines and you know casinos it's a place where there's no clocks no windows you lose track of right you get caught up <laughs> absolutely get caught up and I got that military mindset go big go home trying to chase wow. that big win and um I would say about three to four thousand dollars later, I had to finally uh, negative. I had to finally come to the point, take my behind to my bed, <laughs> and then came. Um, um, and I was just newly retired, so the money that I was putting into our joint accounts and that and the accounts that I had with my son, I was now dipping into. And then I found myself going into the lobby trying to increase. Uh, credit card limits, loan limits, that type of thing, because I wasn't mm-hmm. ready. The devil had me on the ropes, and I didn't realize it. And so the long journey home of how do I explain this to my husband, and mm-hmm. um, I just felt so disgusted with myself to then where I was thinking about taking my life. Again, I was being oh, wow. greedy and selfish. Absolutely. I was being greedy and selfish because... My husband didn't have a job at the time. I'm newly retired. Um, we have a mortgage. We have a child, diapers, food. Mm-hmm. I, I jeopardized putting my family almost in a homeless situation. And so well, um, one day, my, my husband, he sat me out of my pity party. And uh, I was home alone. And... Uh, I just cried out to God, and I, I, I surrender. Because um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't know how we were going to make ends meet, what we were going to do. Um, as a motivational speaker, and you're just beginning, it, the money isn't rolling in, you, but you have mm-hmm. to start your business and start somewhere. And I'm in a puddle of tears, and I'm like, Lord, um, please forgive me. Help me to forgive myself and... Um, and everything else. And <clears throat> when I did that, um, I felt like a weight come off of my shoulders that I didn't know how we were going to survive, but I knew that we were going to be okay. A couple months later, I might have been around July, August time frame, God was waking me up out of my sleep. Jennifer, until these speaking events come to you, you go to them. And I rolled over on God and started snoring. <sighs> Because I'm like, God, I don't know what you're talking about. He came at me again, waking me up in the morning. Because as a new mom, sleep is a commodity. So the Lord right. takes the very thing that you need to get your attention <laughs> to be obedient. And he came Ooh. at me again. Jennifer, until these speaking events come to you, you go to them. You know, I was like, I try to give the blessing away to the neighbor. I said, God, you got the wrong house. You need my neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, Jesus God came back at me again, and I was like, you know what? 
let me get up, you know, as a, as a speaker, you always have pen and paper on your nightstand and everything. Mm-hmm. And or nearby. I absolutely didn't want to wake my husband up. I went into the bathroom and I said, you know what, God, you saved my life so many times. I, For once, I need to be obedient. <clears throat> and Amen. so he told he gave me the name, Unstoppable You. It started out as a women's conference. So ministry is my, uh, Unstoppable You Ministries is an infancy nonprofit 501c3 that I have since 2007. But it stemmed from the Unstoppable You conference. So he gave me the name. He gave me the purpose. Because what I was seeing from, especially from my hometown, York, Pennsylvania, was that our the children. You all, I'm reading about murders and stabbings and uh, theft, and I'm like, our children are lost with no moral compass. Most mm-hmm. of the time, probably eighty percent of the time, it's the mom is who's a single parent and trying to raise that child, and so right. if mom is not balanced, mind, body, and soul then that will resonate into the child. And so that's why I started out as a women's conference. I would find presenters. So I was like, okay, guys, you want me to start this conference or just organize this event? I did the first one November 2013 in my hometown. And uh, it was was wonderful. had about 45 people there, vendors, presenters. Um, Objective was met. And I was like, okay, guys. Um, I, did I, did it. Asked, <laughs> I did what you asked me to, and I did always do a survey. So they were uh, the audience were like, we would love this to come back, and so mm-hmm. I knew, okay, in November 2014, I'll be back. So with me living in Southern Maryland, I was like, okay, God, you got lucky there. Me being prideful and. You know, <laughs> you, you 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 got that one. Okay, I'll give you that one. They they enjoyed it. I don't know why, but they enjoyed it. <laughs> you won in Southern Maryland, and I'm going to show you. Here, listen to what I'm. I'm going to show you that you got the right Uh-oh. person. Right. Uh oh. So I did it in Southern <laughs> Maryland in March 2014. So I was like, okay, I'm only doing two states, um, and there was about 65 or so women. Again, well received and everything. Again, I don't know what I'm. I'm just researching. At that time, I didn't know anybody that was putting on conferences because it wasn't a priority of mine. I was in the navy. Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. job was doing my mission, trying to stay alive, and everything else. So, um, self improvement, these type of events, I didn't know anything about. So everything that I was doing was uh, on a job training, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And uh, when that March conference, I was like, was well received. I was like, hmm, okay, John, <laughs> I stand corrected. Clearly, this event is having an impact. And right. I said, if it's your will, let this become a movement that I take state to state. I am honored and humbled to say that this March 23rd conference coming up in Prince Frederick, Maryland, will be number 19. And I oh, have to God be the glory. I have taken it to eight different states. We've been wow. You said number 19. 
the 19th yeah, the, conference you've had? Yep, ninth is coming up. The 19th conference kicking off another two-state tour. So March 23rd, ninth, it'll be number 19. And uh, I've been to eight different states with the Unstoppable U Conference. Um, I've been to clear out of Washington State. I've been to Fort Walton Beach, Florida. I've been to Smyrna, Georgia, uh, Virginia Beach, Newport, Pennsylvania, uh, throughout Maryland, um, Charlotte, North Carolina, and Rock Island, Illinois. Wow. So and, do you have this conference more than one time per year? Is that yes. how? It's a, okay. It a tour. It's, it's because it's so um, – people are requesting the conference around the country, but I'm Ooh. the workforce. I'm the only person, and so it takes money, and um, right. I need to have boots on the ground, so to speak, and mm-hmm. to plan it well and everything else. So, yeah, I mean, I'm being requested out in California. People want me to come back. Wow, again. what a you know, blessing. It's amazing. Uh, um, so August will be the ninth state. I'll go to Trenton, New Jersey with it. So, yes, um, and I'm already looking at 2020, so I'm just rolling this thing um, so the wheels fall off. But how it became a, a organization, a ministry, is where we're talking on topics such as domestic violence, uh, human trafficking, um, doing the makeovers for homeless men and women, and that in itself is an amazing conversation. So. Um, initially, my television show, the conference, my speaking, the book, all fell under my for-profit business, Inspirationally Speaking, LLC. Well, then I wasn't getting the financial contributions I needed to um, sustain because whatever I wasn't getting from ticket sales and things like that was coming directly out of my pocket. Out your pocket, right. And so what I realized eventually after some adversity and um, frustrations was that I had nonprofit causes that I was trying to run under a for-profit business. And so I, <laughs> <Don't that one. laughs> I... But I was being stubborn because I right. didn't to do a nonprofit. People kept on, for two years, people kept on saying, Jennifer, why don't you start a nonprofit? Jennifer, and I was like a defiant little child with my arms folded, (laughs) with my, my, you know, no, I'm not going to do it. Mm -mm, mm -mm, Not going to do it. Because I didn't want to deal with the bureaucratic stuff with the IRS, and I didn't want to babysit a board. And then finally, after uh, bumping my tail on the floor, (laughs) um, I was like, okay, God. You see, eventually, you see who always gets his we, He gets us. Hello? He gets us where he wants us. Kicking and screaming, we may go, but we're going to get there. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So in 2017, I put in um, the paperwork to incorporate a nonprofit, and then I submitted the paperwork for the 501c3 portion. Mm, that mm, way, mm. the tax deduction. And so that we got that determination letter of December 2017, and we've been rolling since. I have a phenomenal board, um, five other ladies that are warriors that support the mission and vision and give me guidance. And um, mm-hmm. so 
I had to restructure. And that's one of the things I, I always want to tell people. It's okay if you reflect, rebuild, restructure, um, because not everything is always going to go as what it was five years ago. Um, so I, I have two businesses. I have the for-profit, which is inspirationally speaking, that has the motivational speaking and my book. And then I have Unstoppable You Ministries, where I have the conference and my television show and other platforms <laughs> um, that oh my So, yeah, two businesses. Wow. And uh, it's, it's been a remarkable journey. So that's wow, how you Unstoppable know. You Ministries started. That's how it was birthed. Yes. It was birthed by God nudging you in the middle of the night, and you eventually gave in to his will. Amen. Yes, yes. And I, look I, at yes. it. Go ahead. Uh, the birthing pains, the labor pains have been much. Um, <laughs> right. I'm like, take this yoke from me, Lord. I can't mm. handle it. And um, I cry out to him. And obviously you know when we are weak, that's when he, he, he is strong. He is strong. Amen. And so uh, the conference, the TV show, everything is having a tremendous impact. And even on my life, um, we've, I've been blessed to make over 37 homeless men and women in eight states. Wow. That's a blessing. And, and, I, mean, and I, you know, what did you say? You said you were a volunteer? I'm a volunteer, so I'm the founder and CEO, the founding president of Unstoppable Union Ministries, but I'm a volunteer. I don't get paid yet. I'm, we're not there mm-hmm. yet. We're still in our infancy. And 100% of the proceeds go directly back into our platforms to uh, support those dealing with domestic violence, human trafficking, and homelessness. 100%. Wow. What a powerful ministry, you know you know, that, that you have. You know, one of the um, things I wanted to talk to you about or have you expound on was you mentioned in your bio life experiences um, of low self-esteem and domestic violence. Um, so it, it, is bringing awareness to domestic violence um, and, and helping women overcome self-esteem some of the things that your ministry um, undertakes Yes, absolutely, because, and then it's, it's more about the education. One in four mm-hmm. women will, one in four women and one in seven men will experience severe physical abuse in their lifetime. So mm-hmm. say if you go to your church um, and you're looking out at the congregation, um, uh, say if there's a training or networking event, and if there's 20 women there, four of them um, or will have experienced some type of domestic violence or physical, severe physical. So I try to educate the community. I also try yeah. to educate that person who has experienced that abuse because most times if they don't go through a journey of healing, they will yeah. be in survivor mode. And I mm-hmm. don't want people to just be in survivor mode. I want people to move into survivor mode. And there's a difference, Dean, and I'll tell you real quick. What I've discovered is through my journey is that a survivor can physically get out of an abusive relationship so they go from victim to survivor. They can physically get out of the relationship but still be held captive mentally and emotionally. 
a survival okay. will find purpose from the pain mm-hmm. and move forward. And I was able to do that by acknowledging what I was in, restoring my broken soul, and then mm-hmm. forgiving. And Amen. A, a person has to, and no matter whether it's sexual assault or abuse or whatever it is, they have to go on that journey. And most people, some people, don't want to because it's uncomfortable. Right, right. It can be very uncomfortable. Right, and challenging. Yeah. Let me ask you this question. Would you say that um, you said a survivor or thriver, would you say that that there are stages to that, that that's a process, meaning, you know, just coming out of it, they may be in survival mode, and that process of healing and confronting Mm -hmm. those things will eventually, if they stay the course, lead them to that path where they're thriving. Because what I don't want um, people to think is that if they still feel like they're in survival mode, that there's something wrong with being in that place, in that position. That's just a stage of their process of healing. Would you say that? Absolutely, and I want your audience to definitely understand. I was in survival mode for many, for probably mm-hmm. about seven years. Um, yeah, it takes some time. I mean, it, it definitely takes some time. I had to get it in my mind, okay, I just experienced something very hurtful, and it. I was in this relationship five and a half years with this guy. And, mm-hmm. you know, so that's a good chunk of time. And having to relearn things or to trust again and um, where did I go wrong? Because I had to stop. Um, I don't want to blame me. Exactly. I yeah. don't want to yeah. the situation into my next relationship. So acknowledging. And what I tell people is God can't heal what we can feel. And yeah. denial feeds yeah. dysfunction. Mm-hmm. And you may have seen this in many uh, colleagues, friends who go through trauma or situations, they suppress it and they pretend like it doesn't happen. And all it's doing is festering. And then when the person says the most, uh, they didn't, you know, an innocent thing or they didn't know that it would um, be harmful, that person blows up like a volcano because they keep suppressing and suppressing and suppressing. So I yeah, that's a, go ahead. I encourage people, they have to acknowledge what they were Yes. Yeah. Yes, it's like, um, you know, that suppressing causes, that's, I believe that that's how a lot of nervous breakdowns mm-hmm. can come about, you know, with failure too. And, you know, I never got to the point of having a nervous breakdown, thank God. But I can definitely say I was at a, a highly, uh, I was highly functional, but I was extremely stressed out. And probably even, well, you know, I don't want to put a name on it, but had some type of um, depression thing trying to set in. So, you know, I, I definitely understand what you're saying when you say it's extremely important for us, you know, no matter how much it hurts, because it's, the reality of it is, that you're already hurting, you know, right? You're already hurting. So why not just continue to go forward with the healing process? You know, at least you know once you go through that healing process 
on the other side of it, you know, it's going to be, a, it turns into a scab. Eventually the scab comes off and the full healing process comes. But failure to address the matter, concealing it like you shared, um, it, it will always stay a wound. Right. Yes. Well, so tell me, you know, in, in these conferences, you know, um, do you have guests, different guests that come on, or, or are you solely speaking? Um, what type of topics do you guys um, talk about? You know, like what's the, what's the ultimate goal? Um, what's the I, ultimate goal of the conference? The ultimate goal is to educate, empower, and inspire the attendees. And I actually um, had to revise my conference purpose because uh, a friend of mine helped me realize that if she saw it on a flyer, it wasn't um, very clear. But, again, I did okay. that purpose five years ago. Now I have mm-hmm, to step mm-hmm. up my game. In addition, because of Unstoppable You Ministries, we've supp- we bring awareness and supportive resources to the community through this platform especially to those affected by domestic violence, human trafficking, and uh, homelessness. So the presenters I find right from the community, there's no celebrities. The celebrities are the regular person. That's where it's transparent and authentic. So I so agree with that, yeah. I, and they're right from the community because I don't transport. Mm-hmm. So if I'm having an event in Maryland, you're not going to find somebody that is from California speaking at a Maryland conference or if I do a conference in New York, a Maryland person speaking at a new, I need everybody to know who their resources are right from that state. Locally. Community. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And um, there will always be somebody who will speak on human traffic awareness. There will always be health and wellness uh, because people need to know how to manage their stress or why it's important to get their annual checkups or um, to pay attention to their body or, you know, just so di- those different things, eating better. Um, yeah. There will always be a spiritual empowerment presentation, somebody who's able to give a sermonette or who's able to expound on a scripture or, or a word mm-hmm. from the Lord, um, most times a minister or a pastor or a reverend. Um, we will always do a, a fashion makeover for the homeless, um, and again, that is never a dry eye. And then yeah, I'm just, sure. Um, and then also a motivational empowerment presentation. Um, so, or you know, it all depends on how often I have come back to that community and what it is um, they may need. I have had presenters that give financial literacy presentations. I've um, domestic violence. Uh, presentation. So it doesn't always have to be me. I, I mm-hmm. normally, I host it and I speak last. Um, and so there's also vendors. So it shows that this conference is supporting small businesses and nonprofit mm-hmm. organizations. So it, and it started out as a women's conference, but in 2016, I opened it up to men. I had men come up to me and say, Jennifer, it's great that you're empowering the women, but what about us? Because right. there's not a lot of men conferences. That is so true. So and true. So, and you know what? Mm-hmm. And, and, and that, that, it, that is a need. 
you know, yes. Yes. definitely a need. Absolutely. So they, they're like the women that come to your conferences, they're empowered, they come back home, and now the relationship is lopsided. And so <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I prayed about it and I said, okay, we'll see how this works out. And I've had a wonderful, wonderful feedback from men because now it's always been a purpose for teenagers. So now mm-hmm. it's be a family affair. A family, family, yeah. Absolutely. And then when they hear these presentations, it could be food for thought. It could be dinner conversation material or when they're driving back home. Well, what did you think about that person that gave that human trafficking awareness or, you know, what did you think about the domestic violence or the health and wellness? Um, normally, it sparks up conversation for the family. Absolutely. That's and awesome. With the vendors, it's a win-win because the vendors mm-hmm. are able to market what they do, but also the attendees are able to find resources that maybe they never heard of before. So true. And, um, so it is a win-win all the way around. It's a unique event. It's, um, it, it has grown because of word of mouth, um, because once it's like an unstoppable conference, there's no celebrity, so it's like, why should I go? But then you take a chance because you know somebody, and then you're like, oh, my gosh, this is the best thing. Our next time I'm going to bring mom, dad, this, that. Well, Unfortunately, I can't guarantee I'm going to be back next year. So it's like you got to jump on it while while it's um, there, while it's there, uh, because we're con- you know continually moving with this platform, with this organization, um, and then the fashion makeover that alone to partner mm-hmm. with local shelters or even outreach ministries. See, I uh, when I had my conference in Waldorf in 2016. Uh, the shelters, they really didn't have anybody immutable. So then I reached out to an outreach ministry. And so it was a women's conference at the time. She had three women who lived in the woods of Waldorf um, who used, came to the, their outreach ministry to use some of their services. They reluctantly volunteered because they didn't know what they were getting themselves into. Um, they received a hairstyle. Uh, two outfits apiece, they got their makeup, and the business owners, the salon owners, the makeup artists, the the clothing boutique, it was a ministry unlike anything that they ever experienced mm-hmm. before to be able to do this for these homeless, men, uh, homeless women. Right. Um, you could literally, when these ladies came out strutting their outfits, you could literally see in their eyes that they knew they oh, were Oh, my goodness. People. I know that was powerful. It was amazing. Not a dry eye in the house. So I kept in touch with the outreach ministry to see how these ladies were doing. I found out about a month later, one moved into a trans. Now, remind you, they were living in the woods. In the woods, right? Yes. Many people don't realize that. We got got populations, homeless populations living in tents in the woods um, by physically. And so uh, found out that one moved into a transition home, one moved into her own trailer, and one moved into her own apartment. Now look at the impact of that, that outreach, how, you know, and it, it, it didn't take, you no, know, like you I love that you said that 
There's no celebrity. And, you know, I believe that we're all, in Christ, we're all celebrities. We represent him. We represent, what do they say, Jesus Christ superstar. He is the superstar. And we're of his lineage. We are his children, right? So when we show up and when we show up willing and open to share the testimonies of the things that he has done in our lives, Right, we we are able to impact people and draw them to him. And just look at how powerful that impact of something, it probably was such a humongous thing in the eyes of those women, something that may not have taken a lot of effort on the part of those who who took part. But look Mm -hmm. at the impact that it had. You know, it moved them. It moved them from a place of no shelter, you know, not being safe, not being covered, you know, uh, having to face all types of elements from mm-hmm. from the outside. Who knows, you know, what food they had or not had, and it moved them a step closer. I'll even say a step closer to their destiny, you know, out of harm's way. God used that um you know, that initiative and that, that conference, you know, to um, to cause that to propel them forward. And let's just think about, you know, it leads me to think about the importance of us saying yes to God when he calls us. Let's just say you never <laughs> said yes, right? Let's just say Amen. you kept on turning over and you kept on being disobedient <laughs> and fighting it because, look, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I'm not going to do it. You know, just think of the impact of people like you or me or all the other people that are out here, you know, obeying the voice of God for the assignment on their lives. If we don't get into position, yep. it, it just shows the importance of us being in position so that we can, he can use us you know, as a funnel, so to speak, to satisfy those needs that are existing. God Absolutely. knew that the women would be living in those woods mm-hmm. when he called you those many years ago. He mm-hmm. knew that you would go to, what was it, Wardour, yeah. and that this conference would be hosted and yeah. that he would connect you with the outreach person and it would draw mm-hmm. those women into this opportunity and look yes, where yeah. it took them after that. So... To God be the glory. To God be the glory for your yes. That's that's where I'll stop because I can go on and on. Right. But, um, right. Oh, God. Glory <laughs> be God. And the testimonies are so many over these, you know, 18 wow. conferences. I mean, ooh, I could ooh. tell you testimonies that would blow your mind that no man, no man could orchestrate what God. And it, would right. just, it, it still blows my mind. But what God is doing is saying, you stayed obedient, you endured even when it was tough, and to increase your faith and trust me, I'm showing you what your platform is doing in the lives of others. So I get joy. It's not about me. I get yeah. giddy when mm-hmm. those, men of, those homeless men and women are on the stage, and I, um, you know, because after they're done modeling their clothes, I have, line, I have all four of them on the stage. And I'll give them the chance with the microphone to express what this opportunity means. And um, it's remarkable. I, like I just wrapped up the York Conference, York PA Conference, November 10th. 
I was so honored to have a mother and daughter. Wow. Mother and daughter, a mother who was in the shelter with her children. And uh, so instead of two women, it was a, a, the mom and her teenage daughter who got the makeover along with two men. And the mom, her two young boys were there. So what the one young boy did, he escorted his mom and then his sister up on stage and helped them model and that. Because our boys need to see their mom yeah. and their older sister in a um, a positive light. So true. It, it, yeah, so that was good for his self-esteem as well. Yes, 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 yes. And so that's what Unstoppable Union Ministries is doing. And we, God is working on my pride because as a non, with a nonprofit, you have to ask for support. Oh, right, <laughs> for help, yes. Yeah. yeah, so God is like, Jennifer, I'm going to continue to put you in a situation to where your pride will have to be removed. If not, you can't do it on your own, and that's what I was initially doing. I didn't want to burden anybody, so I felt like yeah, it, it seems easier. Exactly. God called me to this, or this was my burden alone to shoulder. But what he was saying is, I've surrounded you with subject matter experts and people who are coming along the vision. You just got to open up your mouth and be obedient. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, <laughs> with a nonprofit, <laughs> you can't have any type of pride. You can't. Look, well, I guess I need to go in prayer about that now because, <laughs> you know, I just love how God, you know, connects you. You know, I had, I knew that you had the nonprofit and I, I was aware of the conference and things that you were doing. Um, you know, I did not know to the extent or, or your complete vision. And it's just so funny because God has been dealing with me about the nonprofit going mm-hmm. to that direction and all and, you know, and I started off, well, I just need to start praying, laying that at the altar now. So hey, thank you. <laughs> hey. It's not easy, you know, because you right. have to have, you know, that board and everything else. But um, once I'm still figuring things out. Um, yeah. In our infancy, but uh, people like those tax deductions. And I was being naive thinking, oh, well, they'll just give because they, they like me. No. No. <laughs> Yeah, and, you know, there's grants <laughs> out there and different things like that, and um, mm-hmm. you want to take advantage of what's out there. Absolutely, especially when you're dealing with domestic violence, human trafficking, and homelessness. Those are three big categories that grants Ooh. are out there for. Um, so true. So, do you have a you have a grant person for your nonprofit? No, someone but that I'm you looking for one. I'm looking for one that is affordable and. Okay, I have a uh, recommendation for you, and I have a recommendation for you. I'll share that offline with you. Perfect, perfect, perfect. And how where human trafficking comes in, people don't realize how rampant that is in our country. So I partner with law enforcement. So the first time I had a human trafficking presentation was in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I partnered with uh, the Charlotte Mecklenburg Police Department, and for two years in a row, their detective the human trafficking detective gave the presentation, and it was extremely eye-opening because mm. the community, they don't see the police department as a resource to give education and awareness 
to these social ills. And so, like, mm-hmm. the churches and schools, so what that connect, so what the conference was able to do by having that police officer was connect the community because they see the law enforcement as someone to call when someone's being hurt. When something happens. Exactly. Mm-hmm. When something happens. They don't see them as preventative. And we need to get out of that mindset. I was um, very grateful that when I had my March conference in Mechanicsville, Maryland in 2018, I partnered with the FBI. Wow. Which was huge. I reached out to the Mm -hmm. Baltimore field office and their special victims um, uh, agent. Yes, their special victim agent. She came from the Baltimore field office, um, FBI agent, and she gave an insightful human trafficking presentation. So, yeah, I partner with law enforcement, FBI, and different nonprofit organizations um, to give human trafficking awareness uh, presentations. It's insightful. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, you know, we've been talking for a while. I want to make sure that, you know, we're able to leave some other information with our um, audience. those who will listen to the replay. Um, congratulations, you know, for stepping out there. Congratulations for your yes to God. No matter how long it took, it doesn't matter. You know, it's <laughs> God's timing is perfect. Yes, <laughs> God's timing yes, is perfect, yes. and we see that we see the intent of what he was trying to do with the vision that he was, um, you know, imparting unto you. So we thank you for your yes. I thank you. Um, you know, just for continuing on and um, continue to be strong. I pray that God continues to bless the works of your hands and blesses the ministry that it continues to, tra- you know, travel to the areas that's need where the message is needed. Um, you know, um, some people think that um, I, what I'm trying to say is that, you know, we all have a different mission. God puts a different burden on all of our hearts, and it, it's it's not a matter of, oh, someone's doing that here. I can't do it. You know, like, why do you want me to do this, Lord? Right. If God is calling you, if God is placing something on your heart, if he's waking you up in the middle of the night and reminding you of it, mm-hmm. you know, it is it, it is extremely important that we uh, be obedient to what he's calling us to do because although the uh, visions may be similar, the missions are going to be totally different. Um, God uses us all um, in different ways um, to, to um, I don't want to say attack, but basically to, to give a solution to a specific need in a variety of different reasons. So bless you for your, the work that you're doing. I want you to take a minute and share, because the t- title of this is Unstoppable You, you know, we know that we in Christ know that we're not just unstoppable because we're unstoppable. We're unstoppable because with God we can do all things, and mm-hmm. with him nothing is impossible. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, encourage somebody who may be listening to the replay of this. You know, they may be feeling like they're anything but unstoppable. Like they feel like they just keep hitting brick wall after brick wall, and they need a dose of encouragement. 
to encourage them and to empower them to not to give up, you know, to keep moving forward, to know that no matter what it looks like, you know, God can turn anything around, any situation or circumstance. Take a few minutes to encourage that person that may need to, you know, have a dose of empowerment in their pocket to keep them going and moving forward. The message that I would give to your audience who's listening to this this podcast, my voice, is that the devil, his job is to deceive each and every one of us. And it's our job to have a relationship with God to know that we serve an unstoppable God and that the devil is a liar. His role was to steal, kill, and destroy. And when we are dormant in our gifts, our talents, our skills, when we cannot walk boldly in our purpose sitting in our comfort zone. And so the devil, if we're not putting on the armor of God, our our minds are the most precious things because seeds can be easily planted. And so if he can if the devil can plant a seed to let you to have you think that you are not enough, you are not smart enough, you're not tall enough, you're not beautiful enough, whatever are not enough or that you have a lack. Well, I don't have the money. I don't have the education. Those are all lies because there's resources out there. So if he can keep us in a depressed, um, chaotic, dysfunctional state, then he's winning. And we can't let the devil win. I want to encourage you that you are more than a conqueror, that you are unstoppable. You just need to be surrounded by people who can uplift you, guide you, love you, and pour into you. I ask that you, I encourage you to seek wisdom, discernment, so that you can be obedient and listen to the Lord clearly on what he needs and wants you to do. Um, But the first thing is, don't deny that there's a problem. Again, denial feeds dysfunction, and we can't live in that dysfunction because somebody is missing out on a blessing because we are sitting on a talent or a skill or a platform that God wants to use, but we're, we're sitting in fear, and that can't be, beloved. So I just want to encourage you know that you are more than a conqueror. God did not make a mistake and that through your adversity, your purpose, your passion will be birthed. And you will go through the stages of victim, survivor, and thriver. You will turn that adversity into sweet success. And I know that if I can do it, Jennifer Foxworthy, I know You can do it. So stay encouraged. Iron sharpens iron. If you are the only one in your circle that is inspiring people, then you need to get a new circle of friends. So I'll just leave it on that, sis. (laughs) Amen. Well, there you have it. 
Jennifer Foxworthy, thank you so much for coming to bless our audience. After that, I really don't have much to say because that's enough. <laughs> that's enough to get someone off of their behind and get on purpose and on their assignment that God has been nudging them. So I know that encouraged me. So thank you so much for sharing that. What I will do, though, is close us out with the word. And it's amazing. Uh, this particular scripture, you pretty much were summing it up in the words that you were sharing, Psalm 27 and 3. Though an army surrounds me, my heart will not be afraid. Even if I am attacked, I will remain confident. So thank you again, Jennifer, for joining the Few for Your Journey podcast. You have truly blessed the podcast on tonight. I thank you for coming and joining us. Thank you to those who are listening to the replay. I want to invite those of you who are listening who may have never joined our Fuel for Your Journey Facebook page, please visit our Facebook page. And I posted a video up today, and it is, it's an inspirational or motivational message by Stephen Fert, Pastor Stephen Furtick, and it's called, um, In This I Will Be Confident. And, um, you know, I ran across that particular video, I think, a week ago. And what I've been doing is basically, um, you know, it's an inspiration and motivational video that will empower your day. So join us on Facebook under Food for Your Journey. Visit our podcast page on the web at www.dlifementor.com forward slash podcast. Join us again here on Thursday, January, I believe it's January the 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you for tuning in, and we look forward to you joining us again and engaging in another empowering and inspiring conversation that will fuel for your journey. My name is Dee Sally, and I am your host, and I look forward to to you joining us again. Take care and God bless. Thank you. God bless. Thank you. Bye.